0: The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie Kay. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The Broncos Blitz Podcast, news and analysis to help you be a better Broncos fan. Welcome in to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E Litter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. I got one name on offense and one name on defense that is standing out for me. I'm gonna discuss them today on the podcast presented by DraftKings, America's. Top rated sports book. Again, you can follow on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. That's at R O N N I E, letter K radio. On Twitter and always at milehighsports.com, where we got some terrific stuff going on, writing wise, and of course, previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast two Broncos in mind that I want to shine some light on after five games they have been absolute standouts we'll start on offense and then we'll migrate to the defensive side of things because on offense simply put I think the the man that everybody knows where I'm going on this one is tim patrick this is the guy who uh really stood out in training camp on back-to-back years so this really isn't surprising a lot of broncos media but maybe the national narrative starting to catch up this is a player coming into this year at about jill just north of 500 career receiving yards as a wide receiver and a touchdown well what happened in 2020 is numbers have blossomed and Through only five games, of course, 310 yards, two touchdowns. He had the long touchdown and uh, some nice snags this season of 25-plus yards. This is a guy whose average per catch reception, 15.5. It is a healthy number. This is a player who is putting on uh, a a really, really solid uh, resume together to remain the long-term option for Denver as a three, a two, or if you want to consider it a one, because quite frankly, NFL teams are throwing out three wide receivers on the norm nowadays. And you start to think about the potential moving forward of Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, but maybe a little bit of KJ Hamler sprinkled in. And you kind of like that wide receiver core moving forward. And obviously we've considering all the tight ends that they have from Albert Okawebina and Noah Fant, Tim Patrick really emerging as a player and, and pretty clear right off the bat. Somebody that I think it, it seems like he has that trust thing going on with Drew Locke. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just some things that are very underrated and you can't see it on a box score and simply put, you're only going to be able to to see this through watching the, the, the film. And there's this, There's this trust, this idea that, hey, when Drew Locke is under duress, sometimes it's not the best pass. Sometimes it's not the best decision. But it's a home run ball thrown up to his guy because he trusts his guy, right? And it seems like a lot of those are targeting Tim Patrick. Now, some miscommunication on routes uh, have been the case at times this year. Certainly need to be cleaned up. But you know what? This is really the first time that they're exclusively working with each other. I'm not going to absolutely crap on him. And at 6'4", 2'12", there's a lot of natural size, natural strength, and ability that Tim Patrick can bring. And I tell you what, this is a player that I think is going to start to catch eyes nationally here shortly as he's got that back to back 100 yard game. Of course, previously uh, in the NFL, this is somebody who really didn't make a ton of uh, impactful games because he really never had the chance. You know, this is uh, a guy who's been buried behind Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and never really gotten. Big chances to produce. In fact, those last 200 yard games, his first 200 yard games of his career. He got close back in his rookie season in 2018 with 85 yards, but. Since then, it really hasn't been the case. And so Tim Patrick really getting the time increased now starting to see his play also increase as well, too. Uh, He has uh, really gotten a uh, opportunity to thrive and he has taken and making the most of that opportunity. So it's really great to see that from a player of his caliber because Denver, I think, is desperately looking for that guy. You know, next man up is a funny saying because I I think it really applies applies only for when you're trying to fill in somebody, you know, for a week or two, maybe three, four weeks, but not over the course of a season. When you lose a guy like Cortland Sutton at the beginning of the year against Pittsburgh, just simply put, it's a back-breaking blow, and it's one of those type of injuries that make you wonder, like, where— are they going to get this production? I mean, how are they going to replace that? And I think most people answer that was simply put, no, they don't replace it. It's just a unfortunate situation. Well, now insert Tim Patrick, who's kind of become that same model of that, that bigger, taller, can win some of these jump balls, a decent hands, a guy who can really make these plays uh, after, you know, making, securing the catch. And now all of a sudden, it's not to say you're replacing Cortland Sutton, but you've got a viable option that you can turn to, which is really, really critical, obviously, in an offense that is just trying to keep everybody healthy, stay afloat, and, you know, I think start to turn a corner here. You know, this was a Denver team that was – Very obviously unhealthy on offense from Drew Locke and Phillip Lindsay being out. Cortland Sutton gone for the year. Now turning a little bit of a corner. Some guys getting healthy, starting to put up points, moving the football. Obviously, they uh, would have liked to finish, well, not one, but maybe two or three of those drives that stalled with field goals as they kicked six field goals in that win against New England. But the point being is, you also are looking at an offense that is the youngest in the league. It's starting to, uh, kind of get the, the the feet under them, and you know understand that uh, you know this is how we got to play in this certain situation, and understand the cadences of the, the quarterback and how he makes his calls and offensive line blocking. for him. remember, this is a young block offensive line as well too, from Garrett Bowles and uh, 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 Lloyd Cushenberry as well as Dalton Reisner. You know, this is a offensive line that is uh, still got to get used to the quarterback, didn't have preseason, but we're through five games of the season. And I think you could start to look at it and say, boy, you're starting to see them turn a little bit of a corner and a guy who's really stepped up on that offensive side of things has been Tim Patrick. I do want to get to another young player who uh, has stepped up on the defensive side of things. And then I want to mention special teams really quick as well too. Uh, but first I want to get to our friends over there at DraftKings. Of course we've talked about our friends at DraftKings. Look, week seven on the horizon and there is no better place. And to get in on all the action with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top rated sportsbook app and to add to the excitement of week seven, here's the deal. DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back that cannot-miss offer. Head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. All new users, the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 while signing up using the promo code MHS. Okay, MHS, it stands for Mile High Sports. Promo code up to $1,000 on that sign-up bonus promo code MHS DraftKings Sportsbook endless ways for you to bet from live betting to betting your favorite players they do it all and of course don't worry if football isn't for you DraftKings is giving you MMA fans you baseball fans as they make their way through the championship also your opportunity to turn $1 into $100 by betting on either the weekend's UFC 254 or taking action of course in the championship series going on right now DraftKings safe secure reliable and of course making it easy for you to withdraw, deposit your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's promo code MHS when... You get that sign-up bonus to $1,000 for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonuses comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25-times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So we talked about the Broncos' star uh, or I shouldn't say the star, the the guy who has stepped up on offense, right? Uh, well, I want to now talk about the guy who has stepped up on defense. And uh, Rich Kurtzman, actually, on MileHighSports.com, wrote about this individual because, boy, he has really turned heads. And that is the play of Michael Ojemudia, the rookie who, I'm going to be truly honest with you, a lot of people really kind of, you know, they weren't thrilled about the idea that they took this kid that uh, nobody really knew about. He's a corner in the third round. They knew he needed this position, but, you know, he's not really a flashy player. Kind of A lot of people thought they wanted Jalen Johnson and Trayvon Diggs and th- this and that. They end up going with Michael Ojemudia, and it turns out that, uh, well, the kid... He is, well, holding his own and maybe even more than that. And, of course, the Iowa Hawkeye has been absolutely tremendous for the Denver Broncos who, um, you know, it had has had a bumpy road i'm not gonna i'm not gonna paint all rosy pictures uh, because certainly it has been up and down to say the least but you know i think when you consider you know i think m- most people are going to point to that pittsburgh game when uh you know he was uh, he was getting worked in that pittsburgh game quite a bit and um you know, you start to see the emergence of Clay, uh, Chase Claypool, who's really looking like an absolute beast in Pittsburgh. Now, all of a sudden, you say, okay, maybe that game, uh, you know, d- you give him the, the rookie a pass, a second career game, and you say, okay, he was going up against another rookie who's looking like an absolute beast in the absolute real deal. Now, maybe it, it kind of lessens some of those moments where he got caught flat-footed, off-guard, and what may be the case. But the one thing that I'm really impressed with in regards to Michael Ojemudia is the fact that this kid always seems to be in a good position. And more than anything, he's never caught in a bad spot, right? Because, you know, and look, it happens to all corners. It happens to the best of the corners. Generally, NFL wide receivers have an advantage over cornerbacks because the NFL wide receiver is reacting first, all right? They are the... Proactive action while the reactionary action to another movement or moment or decision is at the hands of the corner. So, generally, the corner is always reacting second, and that makes it very, very difficult. And if Denver can't get a pass rush, now all of a sudden it makes your job even more difficult. And yet, this Corner has been able to truly be in in very well off position where his head's always turned. He's never in a position where he has to grab a, a wide receiver. He's uh, constantly running with the football in mind because he's turning around and looking to deflect the pass or potentially intercept it. And uh, that's really really encouraging to see because a lot of young corners they get into these bad habits unfortunately where. You start to see them, uh, you know, focus so much on the wide receiver, and then they don't realize that the ball is coming. All the wide receiver's got to do is stick his hands out and, you know, do a little flopping and maybe kind of throw his body into it. And now it looks like the cornerback is interfering. The official throws the flag. It's a good way to pick on a young player. Michael Ojemudia has always been in the case, though, where he is not only running with that wide receiver, but he's also turning that head back and figuring out where the football is. And that's really, really a testament to his skill set and maybe Vic Fangio's, uh, who should be applauded for this draft pick greatly because Vic Fangio's draft picks in the secondary have been very, very good. And it's very clear to me Fangio has this, has this some sort of, you know, I don't know, uh, sixth sense when it comes to, you know, some of the secondary players that he's been able to pick, uh, and and this has really been kind of his mo and and really his ability. For a long, long time because he's been able to draft very good secondary players. And Denver may be just that next beneficiary of uh, a draft history with secondary players where you take the DB in year two and all of a sudden, uh, you know, he starts to to really blossom and could be your future corner in Michael Ojemudia, uh, those day two picks. Really starting to pan out for uh, Vic Fangio immediately, which is very, very crucial, obviously, because this is a weak secondary. Uh, At least you kind of thought it was a weak secondary because you're looking at a team that, uh, you know, has a uh, injury to A.J. Boye that they've had to deal with, uh, obviously losing, you know, players in the offseason. That was a direct replacement. So, just straight up losing them for a couple of weeks is a big deal. And then, obviously, you know, Bryce Callahan has played well, too. I, I really kind of wanted to put Bryce Callahan in this situation because uh, Callahan has been tremendous for the Denver Broncos coming back from the injury. But again, I want to flash you back to just a couple weeks ago where we all thought, boy, is this guy going to be able to play at the level that we think he can? we think we just, we don't know, you know, it's always better to go with what you do know, at least in my eyes and my belief, that's how I evaluate things. And it's nice to see Bryce Callahan play well in this secondary. All of a sudden you pair it with some really good safeties and Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. And now all of a sudden you got yourself a secondary that is holding three, four, Five seconds, those wide receivers at bay before all of a sudden you say, okay, if you're an NFL quarterback, I'm looking through read one, I'm looking through read two, I'm going through my progressions. Three, four, there's nobody around. Uh Uh-oh, we didn't schedule a check down on this play. Here comes the pass rush, boom, boom. Now, all of a sudden, you've got this big uh, defensive lineman coming and barreling in. Maybe you force a turnover or an erratic throw, whatever may be the case. And a lot of those, you always hear them referred to as coverage sacks. uh, Really was a key part of how Denver beat New England last Sunday. Simply put, Cam went through his reads several times where he just couldn't find a wide receiver. Downfield, And that's a very much hat tip to those guys in the secondary who have done a tremendous job so far. Michael Ojemudia, Bryce Callahan, those safeties, a very fine job so far to start the season. And it looks and appears like they could only get better. A.J. Boye starting to get healthy and just more experience for that young room as well, To Particularly Michael Ojemudia. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings. America's top rated sportsbook. I want to cover special teams really quick because boy, he really has been the MVP I'd argue for the entire season. And uh, that's Brandon McManus. Uh, this is a guy who is setting records. He is one more game away from uh, breaking the tie with Justin Tucker of two 50 yard field goals in the same game. Of course he hit from 52 and 54 previously against New England, 6 for 6. That is back-to-back games where he is nominated and named your AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Of course, Denver had the bye week, the de facto bye week, if you will, in the middle. So not technically back-to-back weeks, but back-to-back games for Denver McManus of course got that big contract extension I'll be the first to tell you and I said I think I said this on the podcast I certainly said this on the radio show I was a little critical of it not because of it being Brandon McManus a little critical of it because well you don't have any uh, long-term solution made with Justin Simmons you don't have a long-term solution made with Shelby Harris those are two really good players they play on the field more than Brandon McManus And yet we're giving money to a kicker. Now I understand that certain situations you can't re-sign players at this time, but I don't, it just, it feels like something that, uh, do we want to give this much money to a kicker? And look around the league, all the kicking issues. Dealing with so many players. Oh, look, the Jacksonville Jaguars trotted out a soccer kicker last Sunday because they couldn't fix their kicking woes. There are so many issues around the league, and it is nice to know that you don't even have to hold your breath. You throw Brandon McManus out there, and he's going to nail it from 20. He's going to nail it from 50. And maybe more than anything, because of that big leg, he's got a little bit of extra gusto that – you know, if you get the opportunity maybe at the end of a half to try that 60-62 yarder, maybe another 63-64 and duplicate what Prater and Elam used to do uh, here at Mile High, you you have that confidence in that guy, and you know he can hit that. And so very interesting situation that uh, played out a couple weeks ago with the contract, and Brandon McManus is making full sure well that uh, Denver did the right thing, and they did, and this guy is been absolutely clutch for them multiple times this season obviously quite a few kicks against the jets and quite a few kicks against new england a uh, career and franchise high six four six so congratulations brand McManus, on a lot of things obviously afc special teams player of the week that's a pretty good deal and you know what he's probably on the way towards special teams player of the month as well too it's the Broncos Blitz podcast, again, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. If you want to follow the podcast along, our uh, podcast that we have multiple times per week, of course, milehighsports.com, and the many different locations that you can find this podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, like I mentioned, uh, milehighsports.com, where you can read up on the Broncos, find our predictions, our analysis, previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can follow me on Twitter as well, too. At Ronnie K Radio, we will be tweeting along live, of course, during Broncos Sundays, interacting, and then, of course, asking you questions that we react to on Monday on the podcast. So lots of cool stuff happening here, and hopefully you join us for the rest of the season. Five games so far in the book for Denver, but the big test coming up, of course, in Kansas City. But uh, knowing that the Broncos got some young Depth talent that is playing a lot bigger than maybe their spot on the depth chart in Michael Ojemudia and Tim Patrick really gives you a little bit of confidence as uh, Kansas City coming into Denver this Sunday should be a big game. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, MileHighSports.com is where you can find this podcast. Again, find it at MileHighSports.com. That's no MileHighSports.